Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studio in Alpharetta, it's time for Profit Sense with Bill McDermott. Good morning. Welcome to Profit Sense. This podcast dives into the stories behind some of Atlanta's successful businesses and business owners and the professionals that advise them. We help local business leaders get the word out about the important work they're doing to serve their market, their community, and their profession. I'm your host, Bill McDermott, and this show is presented by McDermott Financial Solutions. McDermott Financial helps business owners improve cash flow and profitability, find financing, break through barriers to expansion, and financially prepare to exit their business. We have two great guests on the show today. Donna Manuels with Brady Ware. Donna, welcome. So glad to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. And uh, Dr. Laurenta Rush. Uh, Laurenta, we're so excited to have you on the show today. I'm very excited to be here. Great. Well, we're going to have a wonderful time today. Donna, I'm going to start a little bit with you. Uh, you and I, I think, first met uh, through a mutual client. They were moving their uh, uh, financials to you. And uh, I am hearing rave comments from people. I'm, I'm giving a shout out to Samantha McElhaney. Uh, but Samantha is a banker with uh, Center State, now South State. She's, she thinks you're you're great. Well, so. the feeling is definitely mutual. Uh, Samantha has been crucial uh, for me. <laughs> and she's been um, a great new friend and colleague. Uh, I can't say enough about her. Yeah, so. yeah. So, Samantha, if you're listening. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, tell us a little bit about Brady Ware. Uh, what types of services does Bradyware offer? Um, so uh, just to give you a little bit of background on me uh, first, um, we uh, I've been in Atlanta for most of my life, originally from uh, Long Island, New York. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually went to school in South Carolina, University of South Carolina. Go okay, Gamecocks. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my husband and I met, and we moved back to Atlanta. And uh, I have been in public accounting for about 15 years now and um, obviously love it. Uh, and I've been with Brady Ware for about the last four and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I started there as a senior tax accountant and um, have now moved up to manager. And uh, I really love it because I get a chance to have very close interactions with my clients and I get to meet so many new people, and I love it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And you and I both share, we're, we're uh, now I'm a numbers nerd. I'm not going to put you there, but I know <laughs> we both deal with numbers. Yes. Uh, and numbers uh, and numbers speak to us. Yes. So, uh, so thank you for sharing a, a little bit about you and, and your background. And so, obviously, there's a lot more to accounting than just a financial statements and tax. Right. So what types of services does Bradyware offer? Uh, so uh, Bradyware offers a ton of services. Um, we not only deal with your basic accounting and audit services, um, we do business valuations and uh, we do fraud protection services. And I bet that's big right now. It there's, is. There's it, a lot going on. It is. Um, we also have uh, a lot of state and local tax issues, which is becoming another big topic with all the um, online sales and, and uh, sales tax issues that are now having to be reported. So sure. that's something we're really looking into a lot. Um, and then our, you know, our biggest thing is business advisory. We're not only, you know, tax compliance. Uh, we really are big business consultants um, and we are, 
a lot of our clients first go to people. So. Sure, sure. <laughs> so unpack that a little bit for our listening audience. Uh, business advisory, uh, would that be things like uh, succession planning or, or what is what is business advisory at Bradyware? Yeah, so, um, you know, it's different for everyone. We have a lot of uh, professional service firms that we uh, help. And, um, you know, a lot of our clients in that industry um, need help running their business because there's things they may not be aware of. Um, so our business consulting normally will start with, you know, things as simple as how do I keep my books? Mm-hmm. How, you know, what, how do I file my tax returns? What do I need to file? Who do I need to be talking to? How do I do payroll? How, you know, there's so many things involved in running a business. And sure. so, um, you know, initially we're kind of there to, to lay out the roadmap and um, and help a new business owner or even experienced business owners get their new uh, business up and running. Yeah, haven't you found that business owners tend to be really good technicians yes. in terms <laughs> of how they do their business, but the business management of their of their profession is is really the difficult piece. So it sounds like that's a lot of what Bradyware does in their business advisor services. It sure is. Um, we have great, great clients who do a wonderful job on their day-to-day. But when it comes to, you know, um, recording a business loan or reconciling their bank account, that's where we step in. Sure, <laughs> sure. And, and they're happy that you do step in, yes. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, other than that, um, I, I think a big part of, of what we do is really um, we try to step in and be their trusted advisor mm-hmm. and be someone they can call first. And we always try to say, you know, before you make any big decision or do something, please call us. Sure, sure. <laughs> please call us um, because that that can, uh, you know, lessen the burden down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us what you think is the most valuable piece of information that business owners maybe can take away uh, from uh, our discussion today. Well, I think, you know, other than, like I said, um, reaching out, reach out first and, and ask questions. Um, but I think a big thing that um, a lot of clients need to be looking at is the health of their business, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and what I mean by that is not just saying, okay, at the end of the year, wow, I made $100,000 on net. Sure. But does that really mean that that's a hundred thousand dollars of discretionary income mm-hmm. or is that a hundred thousand dollars that I now have to turn around and pay a loan or, you know, pay overhead or <laughs> so, taxes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, um, really taking what we call a balance sheet approach to the health of your business can really open the eyes of, of a lot of our clients and a lot of people listening. So I would love to go there because the balance sheet is more important than the income statement. So talk a little bit about that. So um, when we look at the balance sheet uh, and some of you may be thinking, what's a balance sheet? Uh, (laughs) So your balance sheet is basically a report showing all of your assets and liabilities uh, within the business. So um, at the very top, we would start with cash. You know, um, do you have cash in the bank? And if so, are you using it wisely? You know, are you using it to throw a party every week for the office? Or are you using the, you know, uh, XX cash to 
invested in the business sure, or invest in something else that's important to you. So um, cash is king, as we say. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> One of the things I know, so once a year, uh, I go get a physical. Check my blood pressure, you know, they do the EKG, make sure the heart is going well. Uh, I have some allergies, so sometimes I have some sinus issues. Uh, but back to your balance sheet perspective, in, in order to evaluate the health of a business, what are some of the things that business owners should be looking at? So um, other than the cash, I would say, uh, you know, if you're running a business where um, like a professional service firm where you've got accounts receivable that you're tracking, you know, take a look at that every month and say, you know, am I uh, receiving payment from the clients that I'm supporting? And if not, should I keep supporting these people mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, should we let them go? Um you also want to, you know, take into account uh, the assets that you have. You know, do you have proper equipment to run your business? Um, if you're currently renting a space, do you get to a point where buying a space would be more beneficial? So there's a lot of things that you can look at um, on the asset side of your business that could really help in the growth. Um, and then on the liability side, you know, am I funding loans to run my business and is that a good or bad thing uh you know if i'm funding a loan to pay payroll that's going to then generate more income then okay you know i could see that sure but if you're generating a loan to fund your overhead and you know all of your expenses and you're barely making it every month you might want to take a (laughs) take a look at that and think is this going to be sustainable? Exactly. I, I've even seen, um, so being a former banker, uh, I really struggled with uh, providing a line of credit for someone that was actually using that line of credit to fund their own personal distributions. Yes. That means the bank is putting money in, but the owner is taking, taking money out. And that, that of course, uh, gives bankers heartburn. Yes. <laughs> yes. When they say that they're not getting their loan paid back and that they're funding your vacations, yeah. That tends to be a problem. Yeah, it does indeed. <laughs> so if we were to kind of wrap up things and just kind of think about some main takeaways, uh, Brady Ware certainly offers business advisory services. Uh, there is a balance sheet approach uh, that business owners should really uh, take a look at. And then actually looking at the overall financial health, I would maybe call it even a financial physical Yes. Uh, what would be some of the main takeaways that you would want uh, our business owner listening audience to to take away from our visit today? So I think the main thing is, um, you know, reach out. If you're out there and you're running your business and you don't have time to deal with the day-to-day, um, or if you have any questions about, am I doing the right thing? Am I recording something correctly? You know, reach out to someone who you trust. Um, find that trusted advisor and rely on them, rely on them to make sure that, you know, everything's going as it should and everything's getting reported as it should. Um, and really just, you know, take the time in your business to look at what's going on. Right, right. I think many times business owners are so busy working in the business, uh, they don't necessarily take a, a step back to work on the business. And, exactly. and that really is critical. So Donna, if uh, anyone in our listening audience wants to get in touch with you, how do they how do they reach you? Uh, well, again, I'm with Brady Waring Company. We're in Alpharetta, Georgia. Uh, my email address is 
dmanuals at bradyware.com. Very good. Donna, so great to have you on Profit Sense today. Thanks for your time. Thanks so much, Bill. I enjoyed it. So, Dr. Laurenta Rush, Healthy Minds, so glad to have you. And uh, uh, I think we met through uh, through a colleague of mm-hmm. yours. We've been working together for about six or seven months. Yes. I love what's mm-hmm. been going on with uh, with your practice and, uh, and what you're doing. So, uh, I know psychology is a... Uh, fascinating field and you certainly provide a valuable service to the clients that you work with. Uh, I want to get into some of the uh, elements of psychology that maybe some of our listening audience wants to have a better understanding of. So when we talk about what is a psychological evaluation and how it might differ from therapy or counseling, uh, how could you help our listening audience understand that? So counseling is very helpful. I think many people benefit from counseling for various different reasons. It's this process of meeting with someone one-on-one to address current problematic behaviors, unresolved feelings, or grief. Um, And through this therapeutic process, you might begin to change certain patterns and behaviors and feelings that are going on in your life currently. Mm-hmm. And that's always helpful. And oftentimes with counseling, there's a previous diagnosis, something that you've been dealing with for a while. So you've been diagnosed with an anxiety disorder and you know what you're dealing with. However, there are times where the cause of the underlying reason for your symptoms is not always clear. Okay. And in those instances, a psychological evaluation is more helpful. Um, A psychological evaluation then helps to better understand the nature, the severity, or the frequency of the symptoms and how they are showing up in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, Helps to arrive at the correct diagnosis because that's extremely important. Um, And most importantly, use that information and the diagnoses to drive treatment, the most effective treatment recommendations and the different options for treatment um, so that the 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 client has the most information that they need to make decisions. Um, And so that's, that's usually the difference. Okay, great. Well, that really, really helps with the understanding. So I know uh, children often have difficulty in school for a a variety of reasons. Uh, How do you distinguish between behaviors that represent typical day-to-day challenges uh, from those that require more comprehensive evaluation? And I get that question a lot, especially first-time parents. They come in and they say, well, yes, you know, he's running around and he's not sitting down and the teacher's calling every day, And but isn't this normal? I mean, he's five, he's six, and and it's a valid question. He has energy. Yeah, and we all have attention problems. When I'm in a workshop that's not very interesting, I might look very inattentive in that moment, So what is normal is a common question. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there are several factors to consider when deciding if you should move forward with counseling or a psychological evaluation. And some of those things would be how the length of time you've been dealing with a problem. You know, is this something that has just come up and maybe you need to try a few strategies or is it something that's more ongoing? Um, The effectiveness of the strategies that you've tried so far is also very important. Levels of subjective distress by your symptoms uh, really is important for deciding if you need to seek help. 
um, the impact of the symptoms, and this is very important, the impact of the symptoms on your day-to-day functioning, whether that's school, your marriage and home life, your work or social relationships, how is it presenting and posing itself as a problem? How much is it interfering and impairing those relationships? Um, and so, and I always say it's important to just ask yourself, how am I doing right now? Am I living the life I ultimately desire to be living? Mm-hmm. Um, have the things I've tried, have they worked? And because a lot of people, it's, it's, it's can be fearful um, sure. uh, and scary to take that step and to talk about deeply personal issues mm-hmm. with a stranger. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people avoid that process for a long time. And, but once they make the, de- the decision to do so, it can be extremely helpful and empower, empowering to give them the skills that they need, you know, either for themselves or for their children um, to live a better, more fulfilling life. Sure, sure. I know there was a time in my life when I uh, uh, was really, you know, I'd lost, lost my father to cancer uh, and really, uh, uh, was just out of that grieving process, starting to have some panic attacks, and so was able to uh, to go get counseling and and deal with those those issues. and And so I know personally, I have uh, experienced that in in my own life, and and know how helpful uh, getting counseling or or some form of therapy can be. Absolutely, and I think it's really important to build and have that established relationship with a therapist because even when you are functioning pretty well, you go to counseling and things are going a lot better for you. There are things that happen in schools or national tragedies that might be triggers sure. you know, for us or someone else passes away and it serves as a trigger for something that a very difficult time in our life in the past. And being able to know when you're not well and you need to reach out and to get additional help is a very important thing sure. to know how to do. I call those the goes into mm-hmm. sometimes one situation goes into another and, and so on and so on. Absolutely. So what are a few of the most common diagnoses that you see for children and adults and how do the, how does the psychological evaluation then help with treating individuals diagnosed with these disorders? Well, I think for both adults and children, ADHD or attention deficit disorder is a very common diagnosis. It shows up a bit differently in children and adults. With adults, they are very easily bored, might have a lot of job changes. They can be unreliable partners and have a lot of marriage issues as a result. Sure. And with children, you see a lot of school problems and difficulty getting along with peers, not because they're malicious, but they're just a little bit all over the place, very impulsive and don't really have that ability to self-regulate or to direct their attention to where it needs to be when it needs to be there for Mm -hmm. as long as it needs to be there. And so they end up missing a lot of information and their grades start to suffer. Yeah. So in the sense of an attention deficit disorder, which can have wide ranging effects, the psychological evaluation helps with that process of determining what's normal and what is outside of the range of typical, even for your age and um, your level of education, et cetera. And so we do this 
by a number of ways. And one of the most important things is a, a, a clinical history, getting an idea if there's a family history of attention deficit disorders, understanding is this across settings? You know, if you're just inattentive at home or just at school, then maybe there's something else going on. It's usually something that is um, seen in a number of different settings. We also do clinical interviews. Clinical interviews are extremely important, especially mm-hmm. for adults where you are asking about the symptoms and the current challenges that they are causing. You're asking about how well they're functioning at home, at work. Do they have any negative performance reviews or have they been fired, you know, frequently? Um, and any past trauma that might be unresolved that's continuing to show up in their life. Sure. And and then we have, of course, also do rating scales and formal testing to get a clearer picture of what's going on. Sure. So I want to switch over to something I know you're passionate about. We're going to talk a little bit about executive functioning. Uh, and for those uh, in our listening audience that can't see, Dr. Rush, she, she lights up when we start talking about executive functioning. So um, I know your practice provides executive functioning coaching. What are executive functioning skills? Talk a little bit about those. So executive function skills are just a set of core mental skills that direct and guide our behaviors. So I like to use the example of a car, for example. So you have a car and there's an engine and the engine works perfectly. Um, And it is absolutely capable of getting you from place to place, getting you from A to B. But if inside the car you are, you can't find your keys, and you don't know where the steering wheel or which, what's the brake or what's the accelerator and you, you you can't find, you know, anything else that you need or you're trying to juggle too many things at once. And even though your engine and the car is working perfectly fine and can get you from A to B, you do not have the resources and the goal-directed behavior to make it happen. Okay. And what this looks like day to day is when parents say, Oh, so smart. And it's just so frustrating because they just cannot get things done. But this impacts adults as well because they, I hear adults say all the time, I really just want to get through a book. And, or you start out on a task and you have like seven or eight tabs open on your computer. So you start things and you don't finish them. Mm-hmm. And you get halfway up the stairs when you're told to do something and you can only remember the first thing. If that, you know, what was I supposed to be doing? Um, So it's just this, there's also organizational skills and time management. It's all of the things that helps us get things done efficiently day to day. And so talk a little bit about what are some of the common characteristics of a person with executive functioning weaknesses? So a person with executive functioning weaknesses will, um, for example, have problems in time management. So they will not appropriately plan for their day. For example, if you have to be at an appointment at 1030, then a person with poor executive function skills, are they really can't see time that well. So they are not necessarily aware that you have to get up at maybe eight o'clock so that you can shower and then you can get dressed and then you have to take the kid to school and to appropriately plan out the time in order to 
achieve some goal, which is getting to the meeting on time. Sure. And with children, this looks like having homework and something that should take 20 minutes ends up taking four hours to complete one assignment because they are up opening the refrigerator, doing other things. And so it is a really inefficient way to get things done day to day. So it's, and sometimes these kids are inaccurately labeled as lazy or um, procrastinators. And I really think they just don't have the skills that they need to approach these tasks Mm. with the natural, they have the natural intelligence, they have the desire oftentimes, but they just don't have the skills to make it happen. I see. That's fascinating. So uh, for the moment, let's say I was wanting to get some executive functioning coaching. Uh, What could I expect uh, from executive function coaching and helping me address my issues? Okay. So what we would initially do in our individual sessions, we typically will have an initial assessment, which is where you're answering a series of questions and By answering those questions, we are able to determine which area of executive functioning is most problematic for you. Mm -hmm. And so if it is one of time management and not being able to get things done and on time, we, and I'm a huge fan of a whiteboard. I think it works great for children and adults because with a whiteboard, you can see your day, you can see your time and adults can use a whiteboard or a calendar or a planner, but you have to use something. You have to show Um, in one place, what the things are that you need to get done and accomplished in this period of time and assign and associate a time with it. And so if you need to prepare for this podcast, you know, and do five or six other things, we're going to carefully plan out from seven to eight, we're going to plan for the podcast from eight to eight 15. We're going to take a break, no entertainment breaks, stretching breaks, from 8.15 to 8.30, you're going to do another task. And it's also important to predict how long do you think this t- this task should take. Sure. And so if you're looking at a, a sheet, it reasonably should take me about 20 minutes to do this. And so we specifically plan out 8.30 to, you know, 8.50 to complete this task. And we also um, use a time timer where you can actually see the clock dwindling down and being able to see time visually like that usually helps kids and adults to stay on task and persist with the task a little bit longer until it's completed. Yeah. So, um, my wife and I have this joke, so I keep my wallet and my car keys. Uh, I should keep them in one location. Uh, frankly, they're on any given day, they could be in any one of three locations. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that's not an executive functioning issue. It's just my, my randomness of having to set my keys and wallet in a place and then not remembering which of the three I said it did. Well, the fact that you've narrowed it down to three places, I think is good. I think that's an executive functioning strategy. (laughs) Yeah. One of the, my favorite ones for adults, uh, I had this, uh, couple who, I mean, the, their life was really falling apart. The wife had a diagnosed attention deficit disorder, mm-hmm. which executive functions are often impaired in individuals diagnosed with ADHD. And she 
could not remember to get pampers for the kids. She could not remember to, um, you know, make an appointment that was very important to the husband. And he felt like he didn't have a partner and he was always responsible and on the hook for taking care of things. And so we implemented what I call the reminding yourself to do something at the point of performance. So when she's coming home from work, if she has to get diapers, Mm -hmm. she's going to put it in her iPhone to what time do you get off work? She gets off at five o'clock. About what time do you think you're passing the Kroger? She's passing the Kroger probably about 545. So I want you to put in your phone at 540 to stop and get the Pampers. Right. So that when a reminder comes up, it's coming up at the point at which she can actually perform that task. Sure. That makes total sense. So Dr. Laurenta Rush, if someone wants to get in touch with you or your practice, how do we do that? We have two locations, one in Dunwoody and one in Tucker, Georgia, and we can be found at www.hmpsychology.com, or you can call our office 770-375-8124. We are extremely happy to help anyone that's struggling with any sort of um, mental health or personal issues. Well, wonderful. It was so wonderful to have you on the show. Uh, Dr. Rush, uh, Don Emanuels with Brady Ware, great to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you. So if you want to keep up with the latest in pro business news, follow us on social media for the latest stories. If you want to listen to future Profit Sense podcasts, you can find us on ProfitSenseRadio.com. This is Bill McDermott with Profit Sense signing off. Make it a great day.